you can listen to The Front on your smart speaker every morning. To hear the latest episode, just say, play the news from The Australian. From The Australian, here's what's on the front. I'm Claire Harvey. It's Wednesday, November 29. Brittany Higgins will this morning face the federal court to claim she was raped by Bruce Lehrman in Parliament House in 2019. Lehrman denies any sexual contact occurred, and he's suing Network 10 and presenter Lisa Wilkinson over a 2021 TV interview. Higgins is the star witness for the defence, which will attempt to prove on the balance of probabilities that Lehrman did rape her. She began her evidence on Tuesday afternoon, having pledged when Lehman's criminal trial was aborted that she would give evidence for any media outlet he sued. In today's episode, we unpack the defence's strategy, examine what Higgins is expected to say, and set the scene for a gripping week in court with a colourful judge, big-name barristers, and the late-night encounter between two bright young things that has shaken politics and journalism. warning, there's adult language and some distressing concepts in this story. Brittany Higgins was more drunk than she'd ever been in her life and likely had a blood alcohol concentration of 0.23%, about five times the legal limit, on the night she says Bruce Lehrman raped her. She described it in a text message to a friend as like fucking a log. The implication being she couldn't possibly have been a willing participant to sex and that Lehrman must have known she was too drunk to consent. That's the case for the defence in a federal court trial that has captivated the nation. Higgins is a witness for the defence in a defamation action brought by Bruce Lehrman against Network 10 and presenter Lisa Wilkinson. Lehrman says he has never had any kind of sexual encounter with Higgins. Higgins says he got her drunk and raped her. On Tuesday, after Bruce Lehrman's evidence concluded, the barrister for Network 10, Dr Matthew Collins KC, opened his case for the defence. In his opening, Collins said he will call more than 20 witnesses, including Higgins' parents and her stepmom, her ex-boyfriend, colleagues, police, counsellors, security guards and friends. What Collins is seeking to do is prove on the balance of probabilities that Lehrman did rape Higgins and that Network 10 and presenter Lisa Wilkinson made every reasonable effort to establish the truth of her claims before publishing them in 2021. Witnesses who won't be called are the senior politicians whom Brittany Higgins has accused of covering up her rape. Her former boss, Linda Reynolds, who was Defence Minister in Scott Morrison's government, has strongly objected to Higgins' suggestion she and the government wanted to brush it under the carpet. So too has Fiona Brown, the Chief of Staff in the office at the time. Network 10 still wants to call Fiona Brown and has subpoenaed her. But Higgins is persisting with her claim that senior political figures didn't want to know. In his opening address, Matt Collins said after Higgins was raped in the early hours of 23rd of March 2019, she told her ex-boyfriend Ben Dillaway that she'd been assaulted and confided in her father that something bad had happened at work. Over the next week, she told both Chief of Staff Fiona Brown and Minister Linda Reynolds she'd been raped. Brown and Reynolds had already told Lehman to pack up his desk. 
They didn't know he was being accused of rape, but they were furious because he'd breached security by entering Parliament after hours. It came on top of an earlier security breach relating to classified documents. We've asked a voice actor to bring you Matt Collins's words. She was asked to take a seat on the couch where the alleged assault had occurred, and Miss Higgins relayed what had happened in front of the minister. On the same day, she met with two Australian federal police officers and later members of the sexual assault and child assault team. She had an increasing sense that it was not in her interests to pursue a complaint in relation to what had occurred. She was struggling. She was a junior employee for a government minister on the eve of a federal election the government was expected to lose. She perceived that her complaint presented a political problem that put her dream job at risk. Ultimately, on the 13th of April 2019, Higgins emailed the police to thank them for their sensitivity and care, but to say that she did not wish to proceed further with her complaint at that time. Matt Collins said there were numerous witnesses who would attest to Higgins telling them in the weeks after the alleged incident that she'd been raped. Collins also said the theory advanced by Lehrman's lawyers that Higgins had made up the claim to save her own job was implausible. The theory is apparently that Ms Higgins saw Mr Lerman emerge from his meeting with Ms Brown on the 26th of March and start collecting his belongings, surmised that he had been sacked because they had come back to Parliament House on the Saturday morning, thought it was inevitable that she was about to suffer the same fate, and so fabricated an allegation of rape in order to save her job. If we've understood that theory correctly, it is with respect to our friends, incoherent. First and foremost, it would be a monstrous thing, as Miss Higgins herself will tell you, to fabricate an allegation of rape. Then reflect on this. If Miss Higgins was acting to save her job, then she'd achieved her objective on the 26th of March 2019. Why on earth, I would have to ask, would she almost two years later, resign from the successor to that job as a ministerial staffer. Reactivate her complaint against Mr Lerman with the Australian Federal Police and give media interviews about what had occurred to her, exposing herself to the extraordinary scrutiny that has since followed. Collins said 10 had done detailed, careful work to check Higgins' allegations before publishing them, including asking her to sign a statutory declaration and obtaining confirmation from the government and police that a sexual assault allegation had indeed been made. Collins said if Network 10's defence fails, it would be a devastating moment for journalism in Australia. He said even if the judge didn't accept the allegations were true, he should find in 10's favour because it was an honest communication protected by the so-called qualified privilege defence. That defence says 10 was not motivated by malice, and Ten's actions were reasonable. Ten had reasonable grounds for believing her claims were true, took steps to verify her claims, and sought a response from Lehrman before publication. Collins said a loss for Ten would compel the conclusion that Australia's defamation laws, at least in force as at the time of the program, do not permit the Australian media to report on allegations of this kind, no matter how well researched no matter how significant the topic of public interest, 
No matter the steps taken to verify the facts, no matter that the target was not named, and no matter that the target had no intention of giving a contrary account prior to broadcast. Before Higgins entered the witness box, Lehrman spent the morning answering questions. We've made a full special episode outlining his evidence, which you can find by scrolling back in your feed, wherever you got this podcast. But on Tuesday morning, he had a few additions. He said the Seven Network has been paying his rent for 12 months in return for two interviews he did on the Spotlight program. Lemon also described as stupid a speech in Parliament by then-PM Scott Morrison, apologising to Brittany Higgins and other women over allegations of wrongdoing by men in Parliament House and other government workplaces. He also agreed that the first publications to name him were not mainstream publishers, but two online platforms, True Crime News Weekly and Kangaroo Court of Australia. Coming up, Lisa Wilkinson's barrister finally gets to say her piece. Hey, I'm Felicity Harley and I host Healthy-ish, where we chat to experts, influencers and people in the know from around the globe to arm you with the knowledge to make healthier decisions for your mind, body and soul. I think if we're going to be focusing on health, like sleep is probably the biggest component of that. I I think sleep is the cornerstone. Like choose the harder option because I've never woken up and gone, I regret that run that I went at 4am. I've never done that. Search for Healthy-ish and Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts. At the end of Tuesday's proceedings, the court heard from high-profile defamation barrister Sue Chrysanthu SC. Chrysanthu is representing Lisa Wilkinson. She's famously racked up more than $700,000 in legal bills since Lehrman launched the defamation action. Those bills are the subject of another dispute between Wilkinson and her employer, Network 10. They say they'll reimburse Wilkinson when the trial has concluded. Wilkinson says she's not in a position to foot the bill So they're fighting it out, separately, in the federal court. On Tuesday, Chrysanthu delivered her opening statement. She told the court Brittany Higgins' allegations against Bruce Lehrman are not something Higgins conjured up after the fact. As to the credibility of Miss Higgins, it also became clear early on that this was not a case of recent invention. Ms Higgins had made the complaints to a number of people at the time. I was surprised to hear, in my learned friend's opening, an allegation of delay in complaint. With respect, there was no delay. A delay in a complaint is a year or two years or 20 years, not a few days. In her opening remarks, Chrysanthi praised her client's journalistic integrity and the thoroughness of the investigation conducted by her colleagues at the project. Chrysanthu said Network 10 and news.com.au, which broke the story of Higgins' allegations earlier on the same day as the project interview aired, both decided not to name Mr Lehrman in their reports. Lehrman contends he wasn't contacted by the project before the TV interview was aired and said he only read their email after finding it in his spam folder after the story was published and he had checked into a mental health facility due to his emotional distress. But Chrysanthi said Lehrman did receive an email from producer Angus Llewellyn before the broadcast and chose to ignore it. She called the email a unicorn in defamation law. 
This email puts absolutely squarely every allegation that could possibly be made about Mr. Lerman. It tells Mr. Lerman who the source is, and it, in detail, gives him information about the allegations that were sought to be made. It also, if he doesn't wish to answer the specific questions below by no later than 10am Monday, asks him if he's available for an interview. Chrysanthi said she didn't criticise Mr Lerman for choosing not to respond to the allegations, but she said his silence is relevant, that having emailed the allegations to Lerman, 10 could reasonably interpret his silence as a failure to deny wrongdoing. Chrysanthu added that if indeed Lerman had recognised himself in the news.com.au article earlier in the day, he had ample opportunity to make contact with the project to offer his response. This case has been political from the moment Brittany Higgins said the Morrison government tried to shut her down. And Chrysanthu said Wilkinson's interview with Higgins wasn't just about one young woman's allegations of a terrible experience. Now, the treatment of women as employees in Parliament House, including by elected officials, was a topic that was of interest and is of interest to every voter. It's not just of interest to women. It should be of interest to everyone. Now, at that point, it was clear that Canberra needed to be scrutinised on this issue and there was other reporting leading up to this broadcast. By the time the broadcast went to air, the issue and the allegations made by Ms Higgins were of significant public interest. Bruce Lehrman vehemently denies ever raping Brittany Higgins. Brittany Higgins will return to the witness box in the federal court today. You can follow our rolling coverage of Bruce Lehrman's defamation action right now at theaustralian.com.au. troubled young woman, her evil parents. We never had any issues between us. Has justice been done? I'm in a prison. Join journalist Richard Gilliatt as he delves into one of Australia's most gripping cases. Shadow of Doubt, a new podcast investigation from The Australian. I cannot find one of these allegations that's possible. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts.